Hello, hello. You are listening to Stepping Forward Podcast with Rachel Rollinson and Sarah Susop. In this podcast, we talk about all things step parenting, including court, divorces, um, death of biological parents, emotions, stepkids, and some fun interviews. And that's what we're going to bring you today. That's right. So I'm really excited about this just because uh, we have been asking people who want to be interviewed. And this is from an anonymous bonus mama who wanted to share her story, but um, wanted to remain anonymous. So remember, if you want to share that with us, you are welcome to do that. Yes, absolutely. Um, And as always, you know, there are a lot of sensitive topics in blended families, and we just want to make sure that you know there may be sensitive topics coming at you. Yep. So, yeah, make sure you do self-care along the way. Yes. And with (laughs) that, that reminds me, thank you, that I wanted to put a little, not a trigger warning on this episode. Um, There's not cheating. It's not cheating. Um, But they did get together when the dad and the bio mom were um, breaking up. So if that's something that is a sensitive topic for you, feel free to just skip this one and then go ahead and move to the next one next week. Yes. We like to always respect the emotions and situations of our listeners. So we wanted to give you a heads up on that. All right. With that said, let's go ahead and get into it. All right. Okay. So the first question is how many stepchildren do you have? And do you have biological children? And our bonus mama said, I have two stepdaughters, no biological children, but we are currently trying to conceive. Cool. Good luck to you guys. I hope that works out. Yes, indeed. Yeah, especially after one of our last episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Hey, how long have you been a step-parent? And she says, I've been a step-parent for five years and one month. So what was the transition to step-parenting like for you? What things helped you and what made it harder? And our bonus mama says, I moved in with my now husband within three months of meeting him and within one month of meeting the girls. I am overseas and I was living abroad for school. I had a one-way ticket to move home. So when we decided to get together, a lot of big decisions had to be made and quick. This was also in conjunction to my partner separating. We got together at the same time that they separated. So while it may be controversial, what was helpful is that while it was a big change for everyone, me moving in wasn't disturbing any preset routines of the girls. It's like we all made them as we went. The girls were with us on Wednesday nights and a day on the weekend. And as time went on, their time with us grew, which helped everyone get used to everything. It helped that I didn't move in to having them 40% of the week straight off the bat, which I imagine was also good for them. My step parenting duties evolved at the same time from not very involved to fully involved, i.e. being their mom at our place. Everything being new for everyone and being in the honeymoon phase also helped, but it was in the end what made it harder later on because we didn't really think we just did and got on with things. I can definitely relate to that. (laughs) Yeah, and I can too. Like we've talked before uh, on the podcast about how quickly my courtship, court, woo, that that almost got real messy. (laughs) Courtship was with my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and because of that, we made a lot of big decisions very quickly as well. Uh So that's very relatable to me. And, um, we also get accused all the time of cheating because of that quick courtship from the bio mom, right? Yeah. Okay. But we didn't, I didn't even meet him until after they'd had their final divorce settlement conference. So, That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you said you made him send you the paper. Yeah. I was like, Hey, let me see him. I want to see that signature. <laughs> I love it. I think that's relatable for a lot of people because sometimes I think step parenting, you don't know what you're getting into. And so sometimes it's a little bit difficult to, um, think Sarah, sometimes <laughs> it's a little bit difficult to like know what questions you even should ask. Right. It's also difficult to think you're right. I know. <laughs> Cause I'm you get all those love hormones going uh-huh. and you're like, I just want to be with this human that I love. Yes, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
so we'll get back to the interview. How did you meet your partner? Um, the bonus mama here says, we met at CrossFit gym and we attended the same 6 a.m. class and would see each other five days a week. That's dedication. And consistency. Oh, I know. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> How have things changed for you and your spouse or partner since you first got together? She says, a lot and nothing, it seems sometimes. I think we work more as a team, but we haven't got it perfect yet. Yeah. And that's normal. Um, I like that because you said you've been a stepmom for five years. It takes an average of like seven to 10 years, I think, to blend your families and to get your routines and things like that. Yeah. And it varies per family too. Like some blend more quickly than others, but there's, <laughs> I think it always is changing as well. I agree. You know, everyone's hitting different <laughs> developmental stages and getting along differently at different times. Uh huh. And you're like, oh, this is a new challenge I wasn't anticipating. <laughs> it requires a different level of everything when that happens. Right. right? And yeah. I think that happens with families of origin too. Yeah. You know, when I think back about my siblings, um, our our relationships have really evolved over time. And I think that's normal. But I think there are different dynamics at play in a blended family. I agree. It makes just, everything's just a little bit, I don't want to say twisted. It's magnified. Like a little, yeah, that's twisted. a good word for it. Just like a little <laughs> off, you know, like on a radio dial. You're like, just like, this is skewed. So it's the school psychologist to me coming out. It's positively skewed. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, it's just like on a radio oh. dial. It's just like one turn off of the the station you want to listen to. Yeah, you can just like, you can hear the song, yeah. but you can't quite make out the words. You to readjust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, for the next question, how old were your stepkids when you met them and how old are they now? She says they were four and a half and eight when we met, now nine and a half and 13. So what is your custody arrangement if Obviously, they're not adults. What's your custody <laughs> arrangement? <laughs> Our schedule is Monday after school until drop-off Wednesday morning that they're with us, and also every other weekend from Friday at 6 p.m. until Sunday at 5 p.m. Whatever happens or is scheduled in that time is our responsibility. Okay. So do you live close to the bio mom so they can attend the same school? We live close to mom, yes. We've always lived within 10 within a 10-minute drive even for three years on the same street. Mad respect to her. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Again, sometimes I feel like we should live stream this so you guys could see Rachel's faces. She, <laughs> so she said stuff. <laughs> yeah, I am curious how that was living on the oh same street. I gosh. forgot to ask that for follow-up. but that Dan and I actually discussed moving into the same complex as the Bioma wow. um, because there were some openings there. And then we were like, the next day we were like, what were we thinking? Because we got some message and we're like, yeah, that would never work. Why would we do that? <laughs> She's going to come over and bug us instead of emailing us. Yeah. <laughs> um, how does living close to the Biomom impact your co-parenting relationship? She says, for me personally, it's hard. I find I don't have our own space. Early on, it was harder, especially being on the same street, the anxiety of seeing her at any time. Being close does allow for getting things if they're forgotten, etc. But in the other sense, it means things can be relaxed on her part. And she kind of drops, oh, and drops things off kind of often. Again, this used to cause me more anxiety. It still does, but not as much. And both sides have been on more of a talk only when necessary type situation lately. The proximity works for the girls, I am sure, in terms of familiarity, especially in the early years. Definitely. And that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I So we at first lived like three hours away from Biomom, and that was pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine for you guys not having to deal with that, it was pretty nice yeah. yeah all our dealings were long distance we still dealt with her all the time though right um, like I remember at one point we'd had a really frustrating time dealing with court and everything and I just was lying in bed crying and um I turned to Dan and he was like was just trying to comfort me and I was just like is there ever gonna be a time in our marriage when we can even go a day, even an hour without having to talk about her. 
Yeah. It seems like that can be a huge focus a lot of times. Yeah. So also uh, noise warning. <laughs> Just, <laughs> so um, we usually record at my house <laughs> and we moved this last weekend, um, which is great because now we have a room that's dedicated to podcasting and office things, but um, we're right by a busy street. So that was a fun motorist you guys just got to hear if you guys hear background noises we apologize (laughs) it's just how it is right now (laughs) much lighter note (laughs) (laughs) okay how is your relationship with um, your co-parent the child's parent that you're not together with my husband and I didn't have an affair but we knew there were feelings and he approached me after he and his wife decided to trial separation but he was still in the home Therefore, we say that while I was not the cause of the divorce, I essentially was the last straw and the reason it happened when it did and how quickly, because I was potentially going to move and there would be a lot of what ifs on each side. Therefore, the relationship with the ex is not good. From the start, my husband had guilt and that was taken advantage of, and she essentially makes 80% of the day-to-day decisions for the girls. We started down the road of co-parenting, but over the years realized that co-parenting to the ex essentially means us agreeing with what she wanted slash decides. Um, In other words, financial and ways to parent. Over the last year and a half, things have changed and we have started to set boundaries and say no to things we don't agree to and are not required to pay. And it has turned into a parallel parenting type situation. We go to separate parent teacher interviews And we aren't invited to the birthday parties. But for example, the youngest is going to see a psychologist and they will both attend the first session together. But then they'll make a schedule for who brings her from there on. I'm just going to interject really here if that's okay. Yeah, Really quickly here. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, There's more, but it's a bit long. So if you have something to say about that, then this is a good spot. Why, thank you. I um, We're going to do an episode a little bit later on about husband guilt or mm. partner guilt because that's something common that we see for a lot of men. Oh, yeah. When they separate or divorce from um, the mother of their children or child, they a lot of times do feel guilty and tend to blame themselves for what happened. And it may or may not be justified, mm-hmm. but they definitely don't um, advocate for themselves. Yes. And we would love to help change that. Yeah, I think especially um, when it goes into a quote-unquote traditional custody arrangement where the father has less time with the kids, Yeah, we see a lot of guilt um, for those fathers towards their children because they're like, well, I only have them two weekends a month, so I need to make it as fun as I possibly can the whole time they're here. Yeah. And that's rough on everyone. It is. And I think as meaningful as we can, like to build that relationship. So they might try really hard to get things working for them. Yeah. So, and not to say that that's only dads that that happens with, because even obviously in my situation, we had primary custody of the kids at first um, Mm -hmm. and they only saw their mom a couple of times a month. So, you know, makes sense. And, and we dealt with a lot of the same stuff. So, right. Yeah, we still do sometimes even at 50-50. So. It's hard on both sides, huh? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and emotional maturity goes a long way in dealing with this stuff. It does. <laughs> Just, you know, not flying off the handle at the other person. Walking away when you need a break is is huge. Yeah, it's really helpful. Yeah. So um, carrying on with what our bonus mom was saying, um, she said, what has made it harder for me? Number one. I feel I do not own my role in my home and I feel intimidated by her, which makes any event where everyone is present hard. That's when we hear a lot. I think so too. Yeah. And I, it's kind of that, to me, it's like a scarcity mindset of like somebody has to be better and somebody has to be worse mm-hmm. and the competition kind of thing sometimes that we feel. And I know I've been there a lot. Like I got to look better than my own mom when we go to this event and they yeah. got to, you know, be a better parent than her. And it's really hard when you feel intimidated by the biological parent. Yeah, it's, it is hard. And I think it's um, something we need to think about is what Britt brought up in her interview here with us is that if you're having those feelings, it's likely she's having those feelings too. Yes. So huge to keep that in mind. And I've struggled <laughs> with that too. Um, 
I've gained a lot of weight at the beginning of our marriage here because, mm-hmm. uh, well, for a lot of reasons, you know, stress, exercising less often, fibromyalgia, mm-hmm. like so many factors. And Biomom lost a lot of weight. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I, I have to work really hard to make sure to not compare. Yes. And um, it's been pointed out to me a lot recently that she's comparing to. So uh, uh-huh. I'm like, okay, just <laughs> let it go. I'm working on that whole personalization thing and like what she says and thinks and feels is about her and what's going on with her and not just in the bio mom situation, but just kind of in my head, like what other people say about me is about them. Right. It's Um, a projection of what they're feeling, a reflection of what they're feeling inside. Exactly. Which is hard. It is hard. It's, you know, I mean, it's still going to be hard to let go of that and not take it personally, but yes. It's the first step. Yeah. And it's worth it to try because when you can let go of what you think they might be thinking about you, um, you like can be so much more peaceful and happy and less oh, anxious yeah. like our bonus mom's talking about. That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So number two, she says, financial slash child support has made it really hard for me. She chooses to work part-time and their private agreement allows her to collect a lot from us considering the amount of time we have them and what we do after school sports, etc., We struggle financially while she goes on trips with and without the girls, goes out to eat, etc., and then we'll continually ask for more money on top of the amount. Finances and the unbalance of both households has been the biggest stressor for my husband and I's relationship. That is a tough one. And I hear that from a lot of, from both sides, from bio moms who are not doing as well financially and from stepmoms who um, are not doing as well financially that they feel like there's just this injustice between like how much they have and how much the other person has and how much child support has to be paid. Um, and it's really frustrating to see somebody kind of flourishing financially while you're struggling financially. Mm-hmm. And I've heard it from bio dads and stepdads as well. Yeah. It's tough, you know, and I think that in a lot of cases, our family court system, at least in our state, does not hold women as financially responsible as men. No, it doesn't. And I think there's a lot of historic kind of sexist reasons for that. Mm-hmm. Um, part of it is the local religious culture we've talked about is very like moms kind should stay home wherever possible. And so they don't tend to be as high of income earners. Right. And I think that just permeates throughout the whole legal system and thought process. Right. So that's tough. Yeah. Um, she says what has made it easier, uh, time while the same issues are present, I spend less time fixated on them when they come up. But also from the other household, there are fewer moments like that. And I asked for clarification on that question because through email, it didn't make response to me. (laughs) So here's what she said. It didn't make sense to you? No. Okay. Okay. (laughs) The time part made sense, but the rest of it, I was like, I'm not quite sure. A little clarification. Okay. exactly. So she said, oh, what has helped is the passing of time. Okay. That does make more sense. So she says, for one reason or another, I am less anxious about some things Or the other thing is that as time goes by, the ex has less to communicate about. For example, maybe on her end, as time goes by, she doesn't feel the need to email about every little thing, resulting in less drama at our house. So while we still have the same issues and disagreements, there are less of them. For one reason or another, I am less anxious about some things. Or the other thing is that as time goes by, oh, it copied twice. Sorry. (laughs) That's my bad. I was like, this sounds really <laughs> familiar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, oh, um, the communicating less. I, you guys, I'm exhausted. It's, <laughs> and it's okay. the end of this. <laughs> like it was the end of the school year when I was doing this, and I was like, okay, I just got to get this done. Didn't proofread it as close oh. as I should have, so that's my bad. But that does make more sense. That um, there are the same issues. One, you learn to adjust to them, and then your stress level is not as high as it used to be typically with that. Yeah. And you might feel a little bit less anxious about things. So um, it sounds like in your situation, the ex has calmed down a little bit mm-hmm. and it's been a little bit easier to um, deal with the things that she does when they come up. Yeah. One thing I like about that copying twice is that it really emphasized that that passage of time 
makes a difference. Uh-huh. You know, time wounds, all what? Heals no. all wounds. Time heals all wounds. <laughs> There's a movie where they flip it as a joke, and I apparently only remembered the joke version. <laughs> That's okay. Sometimes that happens. <laughs> oh, guys, I'm tired too. <laughs> no, Rachel has a two-year-old. She doesn't get a lot of sleep. <laughs> She's on a sleep strike. Help oh, me. Send help. Know. And chocolate. <laughs> and Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Oh, shoot. And then Um, the other thing that we asked about, what else helped? She said, transitioning to parallel parenting. The parents come together when needed, but realizing that not everything needs to be done together has been a relief for both my husband and I, especially because there was also tension or resentment. The transition has also allowed us not to worry about what happens at their mom's house because we are consciously trying to make our lives about us and keeping them separate. That is huge. Yes. Yeah. When you can take your focus off of what the other parent is doing, whether it's the biological dad, if you're a stepdad or the biological mom, if you're a stepmom, Mm -hmm. focusing on what you want and the things that you love in your life. Um, that's so healthy. It really is. And also something I see a lot is um, parents who don't see their kids all the time are almost afraid to live their lives when the kids are gone. Yeah. It's interesting, huh? Yeah. And I think that's part of why I laugh so hard when Britt was saying that she would send her kids with their dad because it's more free time for her. Uh I was like, oh my gosh, it really is. But it's like, most people don't look at it that way. It's true. Yeah. And it's, I don't know. I think that's where that guilt comes into play for so many people. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, if I do you know, what if I go see this movie without them? And what if I go try this restaurant without them? What if we go on this vacation without them? And it's like, yeah, okay, like, try to include them, but you're not going to be able to include your stepkids or your bio kids in a blended family situation. Right. In everything. Right. And trying to do that is going to put a lot of strain on your marriage. Uh Uh-huh. It's going to put a lot of strain on you. Yes. It's going to put a bigger strain on finances. It's going to put a bigger strain on co-parenting or parallel parenting. Yes. Um, and it puts a bigger strain on your time when you are with the kids. Yeah. You, you don't have any downtime. Yeah, it's true. When you're with them. That's one of the things that I see the most in as an issue in step parenting groups mm-hmm. is the step parent saying, hey, I just need to see if this is like normal or check it out or find out what's worked for you. Um, we don't have my stepson or stepdaughter on this day that we're planning to do this thing. And my partner says that they don't want to do it without their child. And yeah, I think it's really hard because you want your kids to have these experiences, but also recognizing that your life doesn't stop the moment that they walk out of their house and go back to their other parents' house. Yeah. You're still going to live and you're still going to be there. And that's, that's something we specifically discussed with my stepkids when we transitioned from primary Mm-hmm. custody to 50 50 was you know we're gonna need to do things without you yes but la- you know the world keeps on turning our lives go on uh-huh you know it was really hard for them to hear especially because they were upset we didn't take them on our honeymoon with them <laughs> so you know they think they just need to go everywhere with us uh-huh. <laughs> so, but you know it's one of those hard conversations that you need to have especially in a blended situation yeah um And if you have kids that are primarily with you and then some kids that aren't primarily with you, things are never going to be fair. No. If you mean the same. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If you mean they need to get exactly the same things, then, then no, it's no, it's never going to work out. You're going to, no one's going to be happy Mm -hmm. because the journey of trying to tell if things are the same means comparing. Yeah. yeah. And it goes back to that quote of comparison is the thief of joy. Mm -hmm. It's, it's never going to work out equally. Okay. Because (laughs) it's impossible. It is. Um, and if you limit all of the fun or good or growth activities to only when the kids are, that aren't normally with you are with you, Mm -hmm. then you're really stinting the growth of the kids that are usually with you and 
or of yourself and your spouse. Yeah. And I think the other thing going back to what this bonus mom is talking about in here is that things aren't going to be fair at both houses. Yeah. You can hear stories about how one parent has a lot of money and the other parent has no money. And so there's just no way that you can make things the same. Right. Um, and that's, and it's hard. Like yeah. we, we struggle financially. And right now my stepkids are at Disneyland and Universal Studios uh-huh. and all of that stuff in California with their mom. So it's like, well, you know, are we going to be doing a trip like that? Probably not. Right. At least not for a while. Not unless you get rich. Is my son going to get to go on a trip like that? Maybe one. Uh huh. Is he going to get to go every year or multiple times a year like my stepkids do right. and have? Because this is like their 25th, 30th time at Disneyland. That's crazy. Like, I've, I, been I've lost once track. or twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I've been three times in my whole life uh-huh. and two of those times were as an adult. Yeah. So, and the other time I was like three and I don't really remember it. Yeah. That's um, funny. (laughs) But yeah, like, I don't know. And, and it's also like, if I do end up having that kind of money, am I going to spend it all on going to Disneyland? Probably not. Right. Because I will want my kids to see other stuff. Yeah, exactly. So I think there's just that balance that you have to find of like, Finding a way to deal with the guilt mm-hmm. and saying, what do we want our lives to be like? And how did the kids play a role in that? Exactly. Oh, that's interesting. And make sure that they're getting their needs met, not necessarily every single want. Yep. It's not healthy. <laughs> All right. <sighs> All right. So the next question is, what would you change about co-parenting if you had a magic wand? And she said that their child support agreement was done by the government assessment, not in private, so that it was more fair and representative of the situation. I think that would help me take away resentment and anger to the whole situation. That's a really common one too. Yeah. Just kind of that they have a ton of money. Why do we need to pay a thousand dollars a month? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that the relationship in general was a partnership Not like we were the babysitters or there for her to get time off and that we would get the flexibility that we often give. Yeah. Yeah. That whole free time thing needs to go both ways. It does. Yeah. Yeah. And appreciate (laughs) and respect the other person's time and boundaries and things they have going on. Hey, what is something you want to share with us about your story? And she says, I think our story is controversial. My husband is also 12 years older but not necessarily unique. Since being in this situation, I judge people a lot less. For example, if I hear that they may have had an affair or met while still married, I think that you don't know what is going on for people unless you are in it. And sometimes you have to take risks for what you think is good for you, no matter how hard. I would have been much, oh, sorry, it would have been much easier (laughs) (laughs) had my husband already separated. Yeah. Already separated. Sorry, guys. Let me just start that sentence over. (laughs) It would have been much easier had my husband already separated and I lived near family, but that just wasn't the case. And we wouldn't be where we are had we not made hard decisions. Mm -hmm. I like that because you don't really ever know what's going on in a relationship or with people Mm -hmm. until you know their whole story and until you've kind of lived some of those things. Yes. And I agree with her. I think I, I've always tried to not be judgmental, right? But I don't think I've been successful in a lot of <laughs> situations. Yeah. But I think, um, you know, nothing really changes your perspective more than hearing rumors about yourself and your own family, right? You're like, oh, well, that's not true. Mm-hmm. And it it makes me really take a step back and take things that people say with a grain of salt Yeah, and think like, okay, this is one person's perspective that doesn't necessarily make it reality. Yeah. Sometimes it's just one person's suspicions or one person's narrative that they're telling themselves to justify their own actions. Uh Uh-huh. Right. (laughs) And they don't have all the information. Yeah. So they can't make a judgment about it. That's accurate. Yeah. I like that, that she, it's made her more thoughtful about, um, other people's situations. Uh Okay. What has been good for you about being a step parent? (laughs) She says, I've had a trial run of having children. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, I am probably now more realistic about adult life and what it consists of. I do have good relationships with my stepdaughters and I do things with them. For example, <laughs> shopping and outings that my husband may not have any interest in. I feel that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my family is overseas, which is hard, but the girls have been over for our wedding and we are going again this July. And it's nice to see them excited about things I'm excited about and interested in. I can also see what I do contribute in this family. I am the strict parent. I am also the one who values good grades and homework that's completed. And I know that their lives would be different if I was not a piece of the puzzle. Oh, I feel that. Insane. And I know you do too. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, not to say my husband doesn't appreciate those things, but mm-hmm. he was homeschooled, so he doesn't have cool. the... I didn't know that. Um, yeah, he yeah. doesn't have that public school perspective. And so he'll come to me like, how does this work? Uh-huh. <laughs> You're like, cool, I'm in education. I know. Yeah. Can do this. yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. She says, I also appreciate my time with my husband more and actively make sure we make the best of the time off. <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. We recently went out to eat with friends and we said, All we do is talk about our feelings, (laughs) which is true of our situation. There is always something going on, something to discuss, and we have different perspectives on it because of our situation. I don't think I would have that with another relationship. I really like that because feelings are something a lot of people aren't in tune with and don't discuss. Yes. So I think it's good to have that and good to be able to talk about all those things and deal with the things that you are, um, well like to actually deal with the emotions about the things that you're dealing with in that moment. Right. That magnifying glass of a blended family really makes you face things head on <laughs> or else it all falls apart. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. So I was similar. Sarah was similar um, up to this bonus moment about getting homework done. And I was more so either than either of their more so than either of their bio parents. Mm-hmm. And I know how difficult it can be to be the parent that's more strict and enforce rules and boundaries. How do you feel like it affects your relationship with your stepchildren to have you be the one in charge of that? And she says, I actually have no problem with this. The girls respond really well to me being a person of authority. I probably do not discipline exactly how I would like and still hold back a bit because of previous comments from both my partner and his ex. But generally, my husband lets the girls know I make the rules at our house, day-to-day things like chores and homework being done. That last part or the first part of that last sentence, Mm -hmm. your husband backs you up is huge. There are a lot of groups that we see step parents whose um, partners and spouses do not back them up. They do not say, Hey, when you're here, um, I'm the boss, but your step parent is also the boss and you have to listen to what they say. Yes. And I was actually listening to Blend Credible. Me too. Which we're uh-huh. going to interview uh, Tim, the host of that podcast. Um, but he did an interview where that was specifically discussed, uh-huh. where, you know, you, the bio parent really needs to step in with the kids and say, this person is my partner. This uh-huh. person is a respected adult. If this person tells you something, it's coming from me we're a team. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Which has been huge. And if as a step parent, you don't have that, that's where either couples counseling comes in handy Mm -hmm. or having conversations with your partner to figure out how you can make this work. Cause it's so hard to be a step parent and not have support. Yes. Yeah. And a step parenting coach can be handy for that too. True. So hit up Sarah or, you know, know. in case you know one, (laughs) I might've met one. Um, yeah, no, Sarah's great at that. She's really good at um, looking at a situation that she's not a part of and being able to help you uh, look at some different suggestions and see what might work for your situation. Thank you. You're I welcome. appreciate that. It's Rachel's true. also good at it, kind of that outside perspective. And she does <laughs> awesome. We've both had a lot of practice at it, to yes. be honest. <laughs> it comes with, you know, step parenting oh, yes. for a while uh-huh. and, and seeing other people step parent. Yeah, and moderating groups on Facebook. Yeah. Oh, the moderating. <laughs> All right. Oh. As you guys know, we tend to get off track a little bit. We're going to get back to the interview. We like tangents. <laughs> like singing. It's fun. (laughs) 
What has been difficult for you about being a step-parent? She says, being a very involved stepmom, but not, wait, sorry, but having none of the deciding power or even consideration in making decisions. An example is when my oldest was going to high school, I wasn't asked to go look at high schools or sit to sit down to discuss tuition fees, even though it would directly affect my personal finances. Mm -hmm. I think as a step parent, you have all of the responsibilities and none of the rights. Yeah. Yep. I think we said that a couple episodes too, yeah. or something similar. Like uh -huh. it's, it's parenting with all of the responsibilities and none of the perks. I, there are perks. They're just, you know, there are, but they're different. There are days when it feels like there aren't. Uh -huh. We're going to do an episode about that too. <laughs> right? That's, uh, it's connecting in my brain to, I used to be a nanny uh -huh. on the East coast and I nannied for several different families and I was looking through my Facebook memories one day and I had posted a status that was like, nannying is like living in the armpit of luxury. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's, awesome. you know, messy and it smells uh -huh. weird, but you get to be close to some really cool stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Okay. And then she says... Going from 27 and single to fully contributing to a household financially. Due to the high child support payments, my husband needs help paying for things that involve the girls, such as clothes, birthday gifts, Christmas in our household, which in the day-to-day -day I am okay to help with. But it's when we are going through a rough patch or I hear that their mom is going away on an overseas holiday that I find it really hard. Mm. We are not in a position where we can go out and do what we want which I continue to find difficult at times. And then she also says, being away from my family and friends and living in a city for my husband. That is really tough, especially where she's living in a different country than yeah. her family. I think for me, I have, I've lived away from home for a long time. I've been away from Oregon for 20 years. Yeah. And, but I still miss it. And yeah. it would be hard to only be able to go there by flying and when things are tight financially. So I can respect that. Yeah, that's, you know, living overseas from your home. I, I lived across the country for a long time and that was uh -huh. tough. Even just, you know, the other end of the state is hard sometimes. Yeah. So <laughs> I can empathize with you guys that are farther away, but I don't think I fully get the impact of that. Mm -hmm. But that is, that's tough. Either, yeah. That is tough. I also, I definitely feel that because, you know, I'm like, oh, look, she's going on another vacation. Yeah. And, and I'm hanging out with her kids while she goes. <laughs> like, you know, and I have a little, I don't know, when you I listen to you guys talk about this, I have a little guilt about this because historically we've made more money than bio mom has in our co-parenting relationship. Mm -hmm. And so we've taken the kids on trips and I feel bad when I talk about it, but I'm like at the same time, you know, I went to school for three years and my husband like works really hard to make money too. And yeah, I just, it's just different situations and different choices. And I think not having kids helps with the money aspect, not having our own kids. Yeah. And no, it definitely does. Um, and, and that's hard though, because that infertility was a struggle uh -huh. and is a struggle still. Yeah. Um, and I don't think we can really compare it, you know, but that helps give me, helps to give me a better perspective when I think about bio mom, you know? Yeah. And also it's like something I've really tried to change my mindset on is those trips because I want my kids to have fun. Yeah. I want them to go do cool things. Yeah. Just because I'm not there doesn't mean I need to be grumpy about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it makes you feel sad and feeling sad's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. Okay. It's something to think about. Yeah. Yeah. On yeah, both ends. Something to think about. Yeah. I like that. Okay. What do you wish you had known before becoming a step parent? She says that time does not make things go away, that depending on the co-parent, you may always have the same issues. I thought things were going to get easier but I'm actually finding they are harder um, and that we should have discussed roles. And sometimes I think mm -hmm. that if I knew I wasn't going to have much say that I would have chosen to take a backseat on a lot of the day-to-day -day things with the girls in our day-to-day, -day, our way of doing things works. But when there's a co-parenting issue, that is when I question my role. Yeah. All of that makes sense. I think the first part where you talk about time, 
um, time itself doesn't make things better, especially if people are repeat offenders <laughs> and doing oh, the same things yeah. that hurt you over and over and over again. Um, and then I think knowing what your role is and what the expectations for that role are is really important. Um, it's going to be different for every relationship, I think. And uh, having that discussion is so, so helpful. <laughs> yeah. And I want to address the time thing because we did talk about it earlier. And I think in some ways it does help, mm -hmm. you know, like that other parent gets used to the fact that you're not going anywhere. True. Um, you get better at, at dealing with things, you know, it's not that the thing gets easier. It's that you find better and more effective coping mechanisms. Uh-huh. Um, you make better boundaries. Yeah. Um, you build stronger relationships. Mm -hmm. So I think those things can get easier, but I think this goes back to when I said the saying backwards, time wounds all heals. <laughs> it's like when something is happening over and over and over again, and that wound never really gets to heal. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. So it's still healing. And it gets wounded again. Yeah. That's the stuff that gets more difficult as time goes on. Definitely. If things don't change. And so you have to figure out a way to help yourself with that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Thanks. yeah, I just, that was setting off a little alarm in my brain and I wanted to make sure I addressed it because I, I think that some of our listeners would be like, but you just said the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> so. I know. I was thinking through that as we read about it. And I don't think time itself makes things go away. Like you said, we learn skills to deal with it and mm -hmm. time can help. Yes. Hey, if you had to do it again, knowing what you know now, what would you do differently? And she says, I still think moving quickly wasn't a bad thing overall. Amen, sister. <laughs> <laughs> I think because of that, the girls and I have a good relationship and I can discipline them or ask things without any hassle. And they also come to me first in our house for questions or help. But for my relationship with my husband, I think having those discussions early on would have been helpful and may have reduced arguments over money, et cetera, because we may have had, for example, chosen for me not to be involved in that way, which then I would not be so resentful about the child support. That makes sense. That does make sense. I yeah. think if your husband is primarily contributing to child support and taking care of that stuff, it's helpful. But if all of his money goes to it, it's hard too. So yeah. something to be aware of. And my little unsolicited piece of advice <laughs> is maybe do have that hard discussion yeah. with your partner about how much the child support is impacting you emotionally mm -hmm. and that you would like to go through the state agency to address that. Yeah. So she said there, oh, you know what? Country. Or the, your country's agency because it's a different country. So, yeah. but yes, you can still go back to the government to get that addressed. It doesn't have to stay the way it is. Yeah. Depending on your government. I don't know the laws. Of I'm different pretty countries. sure all <laughs> of them will review it. Okay. They just have different guidelines of when and uh -huh. what the standards are okay. and that type that of thing. Sense. Yeah. Okay. What advice would you give someone who is struggling with their role as a step-parent? And she says, talk to your husband often. Even just getting things off of your chest helps. My husband is good at letting me know how appreciated I am in those conversations. But if they don't know you're struggling, they can't help. That's so true. Uh-huh. Let's <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> um. And then she says, find people in a similar situation so you can talk about things and feelings that you can't share with your husband. I recently went on the meetup website and made a stepmoms group in my area. We've had one meetup so far, and it's just nice to get out of the house and meet friends that know what you're talking about. I'm going to plug it, put a plug in here really I quick. <laughs> I have stepmom get togethers at my house sometimes. Yes. So if you want to know about them, join my group. It's called Step Up Step Parent Mentoring. And I do announcements and figure out dates in there. And I feel like it's just so nice to be able to talk to people who get it. Ah, yeah. It's so great. Yeah. Oh, it's the best. Okay. All right. Plug over. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, third, find something for you. After five years, I have only just started going on a long walk with a podcast on Sundays, which I enjoy and is for me. 
I like that. I do too. I think that's huge because you have to find things, even if they're small things, to help you feel better about your situation and about the issues that you might be facing. Definitely. Yep. And oh, I've just been getting so into podcasts the last like year and a half. It really Uh is how long it's been. And I... I love podcasts. Me too. They're fascinating. <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> oh, so much good information. Yes. And I'm like a true crime and paranormal nut. You're so. so funny. That kind of stuff scares me. I can't sleep I at night <laughs> if I listen to it. <laughs> Everyone else is like, why do you listen to that? And I'm like, because it's the best. <laughs> I've been like at my school by myself listening You're to so it. so funny. <laughs> the- <laughs> my SLP does the same thing with her, yes. like whatever she listens to. <laughs> the custodians come in and it's like, and then he stabbed her with his knife and I'm like it's fine everything's fine (laughs) it's just a true crime podcast I'm a personal development junkie I listen to personal development and business podcasts I like that yeah that's my deal (laughs) with bio mom making 80% of the decisions are there times that you wish your partner would have gone for more rights or custody and she says or does he do this to try to keep the peace When they first made their parenting agreement, she was in control of when and how much he had the girls, which he didn't argue because it was very early on. He had guilt and probably didn't think much of it. As time went on, we slowly asked for more days per week, and it has stopped with us having the current situation. Since it is a private agreement and he has signed a document, for us to get more time, we would have to go to court. Um, as she has refused to give us two extra nights a month to equal exactly 50-50. This is why we have moved towards a parallel parenting model um, and to keep the the peace and not worry about day-to-day things as much. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, court is rough and I wouldn't make a decision to do that lightly. And it's expensive and especially in the United States, um, it's not family law is not very productive for a lot of people. Yeah. If they go, they spend tens of thousands of dollars and there's like a teeny little change. Mm-hmm. And nothing huge happens. So it's crazy. Yeah. Definitely something to consider. Okay. And this is Sarah. So my question is in my situation, I felt like we had limited time with my stepdaughters. So I didn't do a lot for myself or by myself when they were with us. What prompted you to start doing things for yourself? At the start, sorry, she says, at the start, I felt like I couldn't miss out on any time they were around. But in the last year or so, I actually make my own plans when they are on our time so that I don't miss out on my husband and I being alone. Mm -hmm. I also feel like we have them a lot and I get plenty of time with them. Um, And to be honest, because it is always the four of us, no family or really close friends that we would see often in the city. Sometimes I feel like days drag um, and sorry, (laughs) I just want to say like, I really can relate to this a lot. Like at first I was so like, I need to be there all the time when they're home and blah, 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 blah. And it wasn't helped by the fact that like my stepkids had anxiety every time I, I, as the mother figure left the house Mm -hmm. that I wasn't going to come back. Yeah. Cause that's something they had experienced. Yep. Um, and I took that very personally. So like reading this is like, it, it makes me tear up because I feel it. Yeah. So much. <laughs> um, I think that's understandable because yeah. like we talked about in probably the first or second episode, you do want to be a good mom to those kids and you want to mm-hmm. take care of them and you care about them. And then over time you realize you don't have to kill yourself to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and over time they realize you're staying consistent as well. So that's awful. Also helpful. Mm-hmm. Awful helpful. Awful helpful. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and then, okay. So continuing her thought about, um, it, it's always the four of us, no family or really close friends we would see often in the city. Sometimes I feel like days drag and we were in the same routine. So I started walking. Yeah. I think too, it kind of goes back to the, you can't give from an empty cup thing. Yeah. And if you're not doing anything that makes you happy and feel fulfilled and successful and, you know, like your life is meaningful, Mm -hmm. you aren't going to be a super happy step parent. Right. And that goes back to that self-care thing. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, we've, I said, we've been moving and I have not been doing my self-care and I got really grumpy today. <laughs> and I was like, Dan, take this child. And I just like stormed <laughs> off and went and got in the shower. <laughs> like I need a break. <laughs> I know. Some days you do need a break. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> well, we just want to thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Um, I think there's a lot of power in stories and about sharing things and being vulnerable. Uh, I know it's hard as a step parent to share things because you might be afraid of so repercussions or repercussions. Uh, I think either is acceptable. Okay, thank yeah. you. I've heard it both ways. <laughs> yes. But you might be afraid of that if you share your story. So again, know that we're happy to do it anonymously like we have today. Yes. And we'll take out identifying details that you request. Right. Or if you want to be identified and you feel like you just need a little coaching on how to phrase things, we're happy to do that as well. And we can also edit things out if you, you know, say something that you're like, oh, (laughs) I don't want that out there. (laughs) So, um, yeah, we've definitely done that for a couple of our interviews Uh now. (laughs) And it's something we're willing to do. I mean, We're not going to be like a reporter that's like, oh, we got the big scoop and we're going to (laughs) just run this expose. Exactly. We want to (laughs) respect your privacy. We know how hard it is and how much um, fear there is in step parenting situations about uh, losing control or like Mm -hmm. losing custody or things like that of the kids. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, it is hard. And it's hard to live in that place of fear. You know, I think it's. You learn how to set those good boundaries for yourself so you don't have to be afraid all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, we get you. Yeah, exactly. We got you. (laughs) We get you and we got you. (laughs) So feel free to reach out to us on Instagram or Twitter. We are at Step Forward Show. Um, You can email us, steppingforwardpodcast at gmail.com. Or we're on Facebook, fake page in a group. Not a fake page. I couldn't remember <laughs> what the word was. A real page. A page and a group. <laughs> Stepping forward podcast. <laughs> we just pretend on the page, but I the group is legit. <laughs> Shoot. All right. We'll just know we're here for you guys. And in the meantime, keep on stepping. Only want love.